This is Daf Hashavua, Chagiga, Daf Chaf. Tomorrow, Daf Chaf is continuing in its discussion of laws of Tumah and Tara. So the Gemara discusses cases, three cases, where a person has Hesachadas, he loses focus on an object, and that would um, make that object become Tame impure. So we are going to focus on two of these cases, and um, hopefully we can get three Lamaisa applications from from these cases. So one of the cases the Gemara mentions is a case where someone takes uh, is is taking his clothing, and he means to take his weekday clothing, and instead he takes his Shabbos his Shabbos clothing. The Gemara says that since the person took his Shabbos clothing instead of his weekday clothing, his clothing would now be Wetame because that's his He didn't know exactly which clothing he was really taking. So the Gemara later on, the bottom of Dafchaf, Amanaf, this says, why is this true? So the Gemara says, the Kalim de Shabbos avid lehu shimur That the reason why these clothing are going to be Tame is because usually in general, the kalim, your clothing on Shabbos, you usually are more careful about them. So since in this case, you really are intending um, to take your um, your weekday clothing, and instead you take your Shabbos clothing, so that would make the clothing that you now take off Tameh. I thought that even though this uh, Gemara is talking about Tomah Matara, this could be, could, this could have applications in Hilchel Shabbos. There is a discussion in Hilchel Shabbos um, where the Gemara discusses if a person shakes off dust from his clothing, would that be considered an issue of melabin, of cleaning, of cleaning that clothing? So it's an achlokis between Rashi and Tosos, and we see it brought down in the Shofan Arf and the Ramah. We're not going to get into that whole discussion between Rashi and Tosos now, but there is a machlokis about whether shaking off dust is going to be a problem, and, and nowadays we are Machmir, based on that she does Rashi, that shaking off dust would be a problem, even though it's not um, necessarily embedded into the clothing as much, and you're not necessarily using liquid. So the question is really, what exactly is this Isser? Is this Isser only cleaning off clothing if it bothers you? Or is it even cleaning off clothing if it doesn't bother you? But just, there's an Isser of just taking off the dust in general. So Rav Shlomo Zaman Arbach in Shemir Shabbos Kehokhazah has a very um, interesting in uh, Psaq, where he says in Chaf Hei Chaf Test Shemir Shabbos, he says that it really depends upon why you are cleaning off the clothing. If you would have worn the clothing anyway, he says, and you're just ripening off right now because of Kavu Shabbos, you want your clothing to look good on Shabbos, then it would be okay. But if it's something that bothers you, and if not for you, cleaning off this clothing right now, then you wouldn't be wearing this clothing. So then, then that, that would be an issue. So this is the Pesach of Rishon Mazan Robach. Rebiyat, however, in his Laman Tesmanachos, other known as the Grey Monster, his four books set on the Laman Tesmanachos of Shabbos, he felt, he felt that um, nowadays, which I think this is where, the, where this line from the Gemara would come in, that the Caleb of the Shabbos, Avalu Shimer Tzfei, that a person's Shabbos clothing 
he's, he's more careful about them. He cares more about them. So he says, if Rubiat says that a person's Shabbos clothing, people are much more careful about their appearance on their Shabbos clothing. So that, he thinks, would be an issue to clean off the dust on Shabbos because, you know, a person doesn't, wouldn't wear the Shabbos clothing if it was dusty. I believe that Rav Razer, Rav Shalom Razer, in a shir I heard a Shabbos from him and Shalom mentioned that we could lie on Rav Shalom um, that if your clothing is uh, if your clothing is dusty and the only reason why you're cleaning it off is because of Kavad Shabbos and maybe for another reason or, or, or it's just bothering you but it's not that you wouldn't wear the clothing otherwise then that would be okay to brush off the dust on Shabbos and I thought this is an interesting application of the fact that Kalim of Shabbos even though it's not Tavot Batara but that really shows the same idea that your clothing on Shabbos, you're much more careful about in, than in general during the week. That is the first topic which I think comes out from the staff, Chagiga Tafchaf. A second topic comes from the second of the third cases that the Gemara mentions, where, some, where you have Hesachadas for an object, and that would render that object to be Tameh. So the, the, the other case the Gemara gives is where someone's scarf falls off of him and he's on the floor and he, he's not able to pick it up from the floor and he, and he sees his friend in the street and he says to him, do you mind picking up my scarf for me and giving me, and giving me my scarf? So the Gemara says that since another person gave you the scarf, then that would make that piece of clothing to be tame. So the Gemara later on, also on the bottom of the chaf, says, why is this that someone else your friend that gets the scarf for you um, would make the would make the would make the scarf tamay. That we assume that a person is not going to guard properly um, something which is in the hand of his which is in the hand of his friend. So this would mean that the person that loses the scarf over here is not really is going to have a hesachadas because he's he's not really. Um, having in mind to properly watch over and make sure it doesn't become Tameh if his friend is picking it up for him. So this is why um, it is going to be Tameh. So this, um, it's not a, a literal Gzair Shavah, but we see the Gemara mentions the concept of Chasach Enon and Meshamer. He doesn't guard. So where else do we see this concept of guarding? Beautiful timing right now as Pesach is within two, within two weeks right now. Because the, the Pasuk, when it comes to matzos, says, You have to guard the matzos. So again, the Gemara mentions this concept of Shamar over here because in the context of Hektish, it says, You have to guard things that are Hektish, but also we see it by matzah. You have to make sure to guard over, over matzah. So this is interesting. In this concept, which we see over here, of when it comes to Hektish, when it comes to guarding things that are truma or any other holy uh, holy object. So could we carry this over to 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 uh, to chametz and matzah? Because it says there's shemartim over there too. So if that's a concept that a person is not going to guard um, some, uh, something of his friends, so maybe we can ca- maybe we'll be able to carry that over to matzah. Fascinatingly, the Meiri, the commentary on the Gemara, um, does mention this parallel. Some people wanted to learn from here that 
just like we say that a person is not going to be able to guard something that's, that is his friends, this is also the reason why we would not be able to put a non-Jew um, and have her need the matzah, the, the matzah's mitzvah, on Pesach. Um, even if a Jew is standing there and making sure that she's having a mind that the matzah should be l'she matzah and having the right intentions. So this is a very interesting comparison because he's kind of using the fact that they both mentioned the concept of the Shemira and then the Meiri disagrees and he rejects this and he says, the ain't that klum, shakol shu tali b'chimot slavad, ain't hesachadas posel, v'taharos hu shindismu b'hesachadas, avalo isas matzah. He says, no, you can't compare Tova Vitara and Ratzah. This is not about necessarily the Hesachadas of, of Tova Vitara, uh, of someone becoming Tameh, but rather just making sure that there's no Chomets. Okay, if someone there is making sure that there's no Chomets um, problems when it comes to the Matzah, then it shouldn't be a problem to have a non-Jew need the dough. The issue is that the non-Jew doesn't have capability of making something the Shema, um, necessarily. So that is why... The others wanted to make the comparison, but the Meir rejects this. Um, so the, the Minchas Chinuch, in general, just, yeah, I'm not sure if he particularly saw this Meiri. The Meiri may not have been accessible to the, this Meiri may not have been accessible to the Minchas Chinuch, but very, he has a very interesting line where he even talks about this concept of where do we even get this concept of, um, of the fact that Matzah needs to be Lishma. Where do we get it from? And he even says very interestingly, the loha baishalamid, loha vishlomar minali v'chalri shonim davarzeh. He says, I'm not afraid to say that I really don't know where all the rishonim got this concept from. So he's searching, he's searching. He doesn't know where this concept's from. Of a shei matzah mitzvah, the fact that you're supposed to say matzah speed l'shmal even when you're needing it. And then he searches and he finally finds this, this gemara, our gemara in Chagiga Dafkaf. And he says, I found it. It's from our gemara. Chazaka einan mishamer mashav yachavera. The reason, how, the, the way we know the the matzah is because we assume that we assume that someone's not able to have poss, um, a possible shmira, um, proper shmira on something which is his friends, and he says based on this he thinks he even um, he says that since a, uh, again a, a non Jew would not be able to pro- do the proper shmira, he thinks the mechaschina thinks getting commentary on the same for he thinks that because of this constant ragamara, a non-Jew would not be able to need um, chala, uh, would, sorry, would not be able to need uh, dough for matzah. The Shulchan Aruch even brings down this halacha, where as he says, in Tav Samach Aleph, Ein Lashen Matzah Mitzvah V'lo Ofin Osa Al Yedei Eino Yehudi. You would not be able to, to need um, the dough for matzah um, um, with someone who is not Jewish. The Mishabura even comments that um, that, um, that, that based on the fact that a guy shouldn't do it, and he says that even if a Jew is standing above him and making sure he's doing it l'shma, make sure this, making sure there's, there's no chametz, um, and there is a machlokas even about, we, we saw this machlokas between the Beiri and this is a machlokas that goes even through other Rishonim and Anachronim, even though there are some opinions um, that do rely on it, we should not rely on, the, we should not rely on non-Jew um, needing the dough for matzah, Unless it's a, unless there's no other option, and even if you were to rely on this on the shita of having an non-Jew need the dough, he says that the the Jew that's standing above him would would need to remind him at each and every moment, not just in the beginning of the of, of the day, but each and every time he's making the matzah, that it should be that it should be the shema. So this is a interesting application of our Gemara Chazak and Eid Hashem and Mashiach about 
um, about whether you're able to have a non-Jew need the dough for matzah. Topic number three, which also comes out from this um, second case in the Gemara, about Chazak Eina Mishara Mashabiach Avero, is an interesting discussion about machine matzahs. Because when you have a machine matzah, you don't have a person literally standing there and kneading the dough Lishma. He's not saying the shame matzah mitzvah every single time he's needing the dough. So, how are we able to have um, machine matzos for our matzah mitzvah? So, this is an interesting discussion of, among a lot of Akronim. I'll just bring a few Akronim here which I thought were very interesting, and, and, and uh, so, even one that brings up our Gemara, which we'll see in a minute. So, the Machlok is, is between Rav Shlomo Kluger and Rav Yosef Shol, Nathanson, two big um, post-skim in Poland in the early 1800s, Rishlomo Kluger felt that machine matzahs was an issue, again, uh, in terms of making it matzahs, um, again, matzahs l'shma, because um, Rishlomo Kluger said that, think about it, because um, the machine is not having a mind l'shma, so yes, the person that's pressing is having a mind l'shma, but he said it would not matter, because the machine does not have capability. He said, why should a machine be any better than a, than a uh, non-Jew? or who are not capable of having a mind this proper intention. However, Rav Yosef Shalitinson in the in the Sefer Bitzel Moda, again posting in the early eighteen hundreds in Poland, felt that no, every single time the person presses the button, he's having a mind that when he presses the button, that that pressing of the button is gonna be the Shema. So since that pressing of the button is gonna be the Shema, so that would mean that whatever the machine does is transferring over that Lishma of the person. So that would be able to make us matzah um, uh, good, good um, in terms of in terms of Pesach. So, Rav Pesach Frank in a Sefer Mikrei Kodesh, um, also a Achron uh, who has um, a lot of uh, amazing shuvas, and this is a very interesting shuva here as well. Um, speaks about this hot topic of machine matzahs, and he even says, bring our he brings our Gemara as a riot, as a proof as to why machine matzahs shouldn't be a problem. He says, if you look closely at the Gemara, what does it say? He says, Chazaka ein adam mishamer mashabiyad chavero. A person is not able to guard something of his friends. The lesson of chavero means that it's your friend. What does that mean? Now, this concept is only a problem if it's a person that is your friend, meaning it's a, another human being that is, that is on your status of being a human being, and he will not be able to do Mishara properly. But a machine is not, is not in the category of Chavero. A machine is not a person, a machine is not a friend. So since the machine would not be in the category of Chavero, it would not be within this issue of Eonah Mishamer, and he thinks, and he, and he felt from here, that that's why machines would not be a problem. Because it's only a problem if it's another human being who does not have capability of doing proper Shmira. Just to summarize the, the three topics that we covered Today, the first topic was the the, the first case about the Shabbos clothing, where, where the Gemara said um, the Kelim Shabbos Avodu Hashimer Tzvei, and we spoke about the Machlokas between Shmuel Zalman and uh, how he felt that uh, taking dust off your clothing w- would not be a problem, assuming assuming that you are not bothered by it, you're only doing it for Kavod Shabbos. But Ribiat brought that in the Sefer that he felt that um, this would be an issue still because people, as the Gemara said, people care about the Shabbos clothing a lot. They wouldn't want to walk around the street, and they would take it off. They wouldn't. They wouldn't want to walk around the street with uh, dust on their clothing. Uh, the second case was the case of the guy 
kneading the dough for the matzah, and we saw this is a um, interesting machlokus between the Rishonim about whether we bring out bring out the katzav of Chazaka in Edom Meshavar Mashviach Chavero, whether we bring that Ushmarta Mesmesharas Hakodesh down to Ushmarta Mesmatzos, and we saw the Shochan Arch and the Mishabrua were advising people to not rely on non-Jews needing your matzah dough, um, but if if need be, then the Jews should be reminding them. At all, at all times, and the third case was machine matzos. Machlokes between Roshon Kluger and Rishon Shalom Nathanson about whether machines are okay. And then we saw that C. Pesach Pring said this, that, that a machine is not in the category of Chavira.